Welcome to the Maroon Monsoon, brought to you by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Gila River bleeds maroon and gold and is Arizona's official sports headquarters. Now, here's your host, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Maroon Monsoon. This is the Sun Devil Radio Network's weekly hour-long show that spotlights Arizona State University Sun Devil Athletics. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Arizona State Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball. And it's my pleasure to welcome you to this evening's broadcast. There are several different ways you can check out our show each and every Thursday night. You can listen on Arizona Sports 98.7 FM. You can live stream the show on the ASU page on the Arizona Sports app. Or if you want to see the show, if you're just dying to see me, ladies and gentlemen, you can check out our Facebook live stream on the Sun Devil Athletics Facebook page. We uh, have an hour of good Sun Devil sports conversation uh, coming up this evening. Football and wrestling, the topics up for discussion with his program in quest of its fourth Pac-12 championship in the last five years. ASU head wrestling coach Zeke Jones is going to drop by a little bit later on to preview his 2020-2021 Sun Devil football squad. To get things started tonight, uh, we were hoping to talk Sun Devil football. As earlier today, Coach Herm Edwards' ASU team wrapped up its fifth preseason practice session, a fifth of 20 practices leading up to the Sun Devils' November 7th season opener at USC. And uh, certainly this year, as the season unfolds, a lot of eyes are going to be cast on the skill positions at Arizona State. Uh, It's interesting that the preseason prognosticators have forecast a second-place finish for ASU in the Pac-12 South Division and I think those forecasts are based largely on the fact that Coach Herm Edwards returns a lot of the uh, players on his defensive unit, particularly in the back seven. And that back seven should be the strength of the ASU defense in 2020. And, of course, a lot of it's based on the fact that the Sun Devils return arguably the best quarterback in the Pac-12 and sophomore Jaden Daniels. But an interesting uh, component of all this is how untested Arizona State will be uh, in 2020 in the skill positions, because uh, with the exception of uh, senior wide receiver Frank Darby, you're looking at a wide receiver group that uh, is comprised mainly of first and second year players. You have three true freshman receivers that are vying for immediate playing time and a couple of uh, second and third year sophomores who are also in contention uh, to play and play a lot at the wide receiver position. In addition, The top three spots on the depth chart at running back are comprised of two true freshmen and a brand new junior college transfer. So the moral of our story is that uh, there's a lot of talent in the skill positions at ASU this year, but a lot of it is untested talent at this time. And uh, we were hoping to, uh, and we are still hoping to have Arizona State uh, wide receivers coach Prentice Gill join us on the program tonight, but uh, so far, the beauty of live radio, we are uh, waiting for uh, Coach Gill to uh, click into the show and join us here this evening. He, of course, is one of the Sun Devils' two wide receiver coaches, the other being our former colleague on the Sun Devil Radio Network, our former sideline reporter, and of course, the leading pass catcher in Arizona State history in Derek Hagan. 
together, uh, Coach Hagan and Coach Gill coaching up those uh, wide receivers. And in addition, Prentice Gill has been named ASU's assistant recruiting coordinator, one of the up-and-coming recruiters in all of college football. And uh, a young man that uh, uh, is one of the most highly regarded uh, recruiters on the West Coast coming to ASU last December, just prior to the Sun Bowl, from the University of Oregon, where he had been an offensive analyst. And prior to that, he served uh, for three years on the staff at USC. Of course, USC is the Sun Devils' uh, opening game opponent uh, on November 7th at the Los Angeles Coliseum. And, of course, Bill's ties to the University of Oregon uh, proved to be a boon to the Sun Devils when they were flip uh, one of their uh, recruits uh, in on signing day when uh, six foot seven inch uh, wide receiver Johnny Wilson was able uh, to uh, be flipped by uh, Arizona State uh, to ASU from the University of Oregon. So again, we uh, hope to hear from uh, Coach Prentice Gill shortly on our show. And uh, a little bit later on this evening, we're going to be joined by Zeke Jones, who is the coach of an Arizona State wrestling program that has won the Pac-10, or excuse me, the Pac-12 championship in three of the last four years. I said Pac-10 because ASU was in the Pac-10 when Zeke Jones was a wrestler at Arizona State back in the late 80s and early 90s and uh, was a member of the Sun Devils 1988 NCAA championship team under coach Bobby Douglas. Uh, Zeke will be joining us a little later on to uh, talk about his team. Of course, uh, wrestling's season will be one of those that will be getting underway in the next couple of months. I think uh, Zeke Jones was quoted earlier saying that uh, he expects that their season to start roughly uh, at the beginning of the new calendar year in early January. Men's and women's basketball will be uh, getting uh, teed up and uh, tipping off their season on November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. But of course, we're all looking forward to the start of uh, the football season here on uh, November 7th when Arizona State heads to Los Angeles to take on the USC Trojans, uh, one of uh, three road games the Sun Devils will play this year for sure. We know they'll be on the road three games. We know they'll be on home for three games. We don't know where they're going to be playing or against whom they'll be playing on the final week of the season. Uh, ASU's road games this year, they will be at USC on November 7th at Colorado November 21st, and then a Friday, December 11th, Territorial Cup game against the Arizona Wildcats down in Tucson. The home games will be with California, November 14th, Utah, November 28th, the Sunday after, or excuse me, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And then on December 5th, ASU will host UCLA. The final game of the regular season will be either December 18th or 19th, on the 18th, which is a Friday, the two teams in first place in the respective Pac-12 divisions, the North and South, will play each other in the conference championship game. And then on the following day, Saturday, November 19th, uh, you will have a, basically what I've been phrasing as a wild card Saturday of college football where you have the second-place teams in the divisions face each other, the third-place teams facing each other, and so forth. So uh, at this point, we don't know where or against whom the Sun Devils will be playing in that uh, final game, but that's a quick synopsis of the seven-game schedule that Pac-12 football teams will be playing in 2020, uh, a season that will start November 7th. The Big Ten Conference set to roll out its season starting next week, and uh, you've already had uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference and the Big 12, two of the Power Five conferences, 
they've been uh, going at it basically since uh, the beginning, since uh, early September. The Southeastern Conference got its season started the final weekend in September. And, of course, huge news out of the Southeastern Conference. Uh, Coach Nick Saban at the University of Alabama has tested positive for the coronavirus and is currently uh, in isolation away from his team as it prepares for a huge SEC battle with uh, rival Georgia, uh, coached by one of Coach Saban's former assistants at Alabama, Kirby Smart. And uh, that game coming up this weekend also – the athletic director at Alabama, the former athletic director at the University of Arizona, and an alumnus of Arizona State University, Greg Byrne, has also tested positive for the coronavirus, and he, too, is in isolation. So uh, some big news in college football, and uh, we hope to get Coach Prentice Gill on the show with us shortly. And in the meantime, uh, if it's okay with uh, our producer engineer, Sean Cressman, we're going to take a break. And we'll return, and hopefully we'll have uh, Coach Prentice Gill with us uh, shortly. And then uh, Zeke Jones will uh, join us a little later on this evening. But you're listening to the Maroon Monsoon here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. You're listening to the Maroon Monsoon. Now back to our host, Tim Healy. Hey, Sun Devil fans, join us between November 6th and November 8th to chase down football season with the inaugural Sparky's Race to Kickoff virtual 5K and fun run. Visit thesundevils.com backslash virtual 5K to register. We continue now on the Maroon Monsoon, the Sun Devil Radio Network's new Thursday night program this fall that highlights Arizona State University athletics. I'm Tim Healy, your host, welcoming you back. To tonight's show, Arizona State wrestling coach Zeke Jones will uh, join us in the second half hour of uh, this evening's broadcast to talk about his uh, 2020-2021 Sun Devil wrestling team, which in 2021 will be gunning for the program's fourth Pac-12 championship in the last five years. A remarkable run of success for Zeke uh, and his program. And how cool is it to see an ASU alum Uh, back serving as the head coach at his alma mater and uh, having great success in the process. You know, as I've thought about the years and years that I've been covering Arizona State sports, there haven't been too many instances of actual Sun Devil student-athlete alums who have served as the head coach of their sport at Arizona State in later years. And uh, the three that come to mind right away for me, uh, Tim Esme, the former head baseball coach, was an outstanding infielder at ASU in the late 1980s. Of course, women's golf coach uh, Missy Farquay was uh, uh, a terrific golfer and a member of national championship teams under Linda Volstead at ASU. And Missy herself has coached Arizona State to a national championship in women's golf. And, of course, Zeke Jones, another uh, prominent uh, example of the ASU alum who has returned to be a coach at their alma mater and former Sun Devil wrestling coach uh, Tom Ortiz also uh, would fall under that category of uh, alums now coaching in their sport at their alma mater. Well, we're going to talk some Sun Devil football right now. And uh, joining us this evening as the Sun Devils have finished five practices now, the first five gearing up for the start of the season, November 7th at USC. And uh, with us tonight to uh, size up the team, and in particular his youthful but talented group of pass catchers, 
is gentleman starting his first full season as Arizona State's co-wide receivers coach, also gaining quick recognition along uh, out on the West Coast as one of the top recruiters in the Pac-12, as evidenced by the fact that he is also ASU's assistant recruiting coordinator. It's a pleasure to welcome Coach Prentice Gill to the show this evening. Prentice, how you doing, my man? And uh, first of all, how's your health? How, how have you been uh, uh, standing up uh, physically to this pandemic over the last few months? Oh, man, I appreciate it. So my health is good. Uh, my allergies are a little crazy. My allergies change depending <laughs> on the weather. Uh, so with, with things starting to get a little cooler, my allergies are bothering me. But outside of that, my health is great, though. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I had springtime allergies for years, and now they're drifting toward the fall. And uh, I, I got to stay away from yard work this time of year. Of course, that's a good excuse. <laughs> but I can't imagine how great it's been for you, the rest of the coaching staff, and for all the players to get back on the field at long last. Give us your perspective of how this first week of practice has gone. Oh, it's went really well, honestly. And um, obviously we got a few more days in the spring than everybody else got. So I think that kind of rolled over, but our team is, our team looks really good. Uh, I think that we're, we're reflecting a lot of things. And I love our defense. And I think the defense is challenging the offense. And I think that's probably the best thing that's going on right now because we have a veteran defense and our office is a little younger, you know, but, I feel really good. I feel really good. You know, all of the guys are good. Our team feels healthy. So right now, honestly, I don't have any complaints. We just got to make the most out of these next three weeks before we go down to SoCal. It's interesting you said the defense is challenging the offense because in the uh, football games that have been played in the first month and a half of the season, the offense has clearly been ahead of the defenses. I'm wondering how do you see that playing out when the Pac-12 cranks it up next month? Yeah, I mean, we were talking to Coach Edwards about that, and I think normally defenses get going better than the offense do because a lot of systems are are usually the same. You know, cover three is cover three, cover two is cover two. So things like that kind of roll over. Uh, But I think the big reason why you see defenses struggling is because of just being in conditioning shape, you know, with the pandemic. And I think that's what people are seeing. But uh, I believe in our defense. I think the guys are older. A lot of our guys worked out over the pandemic, and you saw that when they came back. They didn't look out of shape. They didn't look slow. And uh, I, I feel like our defense should be in a hold, hold strong. I, I got a lot of faith in them. Let's uh, break down your wide receiver group now, Prentice. Uh, it's a group that features a terrific veteran and senior, Frank Darby, one of the best deep threats in college football. And Frank will be surrounded by a host of first and second-year players with a lot of talent. Uh, what's your overview of your position group as you head into the season? Uh, kind of what you said. I think our group is young, but we're super talented, like ultra-talented. And just for me, you know, being at USC and being around those group of receivers who's always been standout guys in the conference, I, I think that we're getting to the point that we're, we're having that same type of talent. Now, the difference is we just don't have the experience, you know, so – Frank is because he's a very positive guy. Uh, he, he holds everybody to a high standard, and he holds himself to a high standard, and he works. You know, I think the best thing about Frank being a leader is that he doesn't tell anybody anything that he isn't doing. The dude does not stop working. He works, he works, he works, he works, sometimes a little too much. <laughs> and um, I, I feel good about the group. You know, we're young, but we're a very, very talented group, and we're going to make some mistakes. We're going to make some young mistakes, but I think this group is going to be real, real scary. Uh, especially in the years to come. Frank Darby finished last season very strong in the final six games. He caught 19 passes, seven of those 
were for touchdowns, and he averaged 21 yards per reception in that final six-game stretch. Uh, In what areas, Prentice, do you think Frank can take his game on the field to that next level? Um, Biggest thing is football IQ and then route running. And me and him stress that. Uh, Me and Frank have our – even though we just met, it's funny we just met, but we have a great relationship. We, We talk outside of practice probably four or five times a day. And um, the guy is just real hungry to just get better and learn. And all we talk is football IQ, route running, beating press man coverages. He works at it. He works at it. And I think he's already taking his game to the next level. Now, the biggest thing is, like I tell him, is just applying it to the game. You know, he's learned the different techniques. He's learned what he lacked at. He just has to make sure that it shows up on Saturdays. And if he does that, I, I, I think the sky's the limit for Frank. Frank will be one of the Sun Devils team captains in uh, 2020. A great choice. And from what you were saying, Prentice, it sounds like he's a lead-by-example kind of guy. Yes, he, he he's a lead-by-example guy. He's verbal. But he leads by example because of the way he works. The dude does not sleep. He watches a lot of film, and he's always in the building. And he's he's the first one there. He's the last one there. If you want to see how to be a pro and how to, how to come into your last season and Take it serious. I mean, it's, it's Frank. The definition of it is Frank Darby. I, I I love the kid. So do we. He's been a fun player to watch, and I expect a huge senior season from him. And besides Frank, a couple of sophomores should figure prominently, Prentice, in your receiver rotation. Jordan Porter, who had eight catches a year ago, and Tempe Corona del Sol High School product Ricky Pearsall, who averaged 18 yards on his seven catches. What have you seen from those two? And what are your expe- expectations for them this year? Yeah, well, obviously GP is a kid that is he, he's he has good size and he's very fast. He can stretch the field. Um, the kid can run. He can flat out run. He's a track guy. Obviously, everybody knows that. And um, the biggest thing I, I try to expect from the guys is just taking their game to the next level. You know, so I think GP is a very talented. I think the best see it on Saturdays. You know, he hasn't had the opportunity to do that, but the kid is full. He is just a tough kid. Ricky's one of the toughest kids I've been around. Uh, he works at everything. You know, he, he hasn't he, – he didn't get anything handed to him. And, and it shows. You know, he plays like it. He blocks like it. He runs routes like it. He's just a very tough kid. And I like Ricky because I feel like I could take him into any game and he's not going to flinch. You know, so I expect both of those guys to make a lot of plays. Uh, and I expect Ricky to kind of step up and lead the group. Even for a young age, he kind of has to lead it because he has that demeanor also. The Sun Devils, as Prentice mentioned a moment ago, brought in a lot of exciting young talent at the wide receiver position in their 2020 recruiting class. ASU has four freshman pass catchers on the roster, all of them four-star recruits. And Prentice, let's look first at the fellow you helped flip from Oregon to ASU on signing day last year. Six-foot-seven-inch Johnny Wilson out of Calabasas High School in the Los Angeles area. Boy, what a tantalizing target he figures to be for Jaden Daniels this year. No doubt. Johnny's a spider web. He's a big kid. You know, his catch radius is, is, is great. And I think the biggest thing that people didn't know about him is how, how well the kid moves. The kid moves really well. Uh, he has great straight line speed. The kid drops his weight really well. I think Johnny's going to be unbelievable, to be honest with you. Um, it's just about getting him, you know, used to college football and getting the game to slow down a little bit for him. But once he does that, I, I think the sky's the limit for Johnny. I'm super excited about that kid. What do you think were the factors that led him to flip from Oregon to Arizona State? Uh, I think Johnny just wanted something different. You know, I, I think that he saw what he thought he wanted earlier on in the recruiting process. 
And, you know, I tell people all the time, until the kid signs, it's not over. And, you know, I think that I, I know he took a visit before I even got the job at ASU, and I know he liked it because he told me so when he came back to Oregon that he did like his visit. And, um, you know, once I got the job, he was the top guy on the board. And, you know, we had a few conversations just about being a little bit closer to home and having a little bit better of a local lifestyle, you know, than living in Eugene. And I think those are some of the things that he liked. And I think the weather played a big factor. And um, I think once he got a chance to see it, and obviously with me coming over here and him having a good relationship with his position coach, I just think it was kind of a, it was a no-brainer for him. You have a four-star freshman in the slot, 5'11", L.V. Bunkley Shelton out of uh, Gardena, California, and he's been impressive so far in fall camp after catching 156 passes for nearly 2,000 yards in his high school career. What are the qualities, Prentice, that you think will make him an outstanding receiver at ASU? He's a pro. I mean, he's a pro right now. Like, that's that's L.V. He, he, he he comes to the game like a pro. He shows up and eats food like a pro. <laughs> he uses the bathroom like a pro. Everything the kids is at a pro level. And I think that's the reason why the kid is so good. He prepared. I told everybody the day that LV signed his paper, he immediately started training for college football. And a lot of high school kids don't do that. And that's that's what he did. And it's, it's showing right now because he hasn't missed a beat from Sarah to Arizona State. That's incredible. The third of ASU's four four-star freshman receivers, of course, is Chad Johnson Jr. from Cathedral High School in Los Angeles, the son of former NFL wideout Chad Johnson, better known for a while at least as Chad Ochocinco. And let's not forget that uh, Dad himself was a former outstanding receiver in the Pac-12 when he played for former ASU head coach Dennis Erickson up at Oregon State. Uh, like father, like son with Chad Jr., do you think? Yeah, I, I think they have a lot of similarities. They're they're very loud on their feet. Obviously, they both have the big confidence. I think people see that on Twitter and different things when they when they've interviewed them. You know, I think the biggest thing with Chad is just he has to learn how to slow the game down. And I think that his high school career will kind of be similar to his college career, in my opinion. I think that it it with Chad, it will take it'll take a minute to kind of get used to it. He's always been that way. You know, I've been knowing the kid when I was at USC, he used to come to camps. He get he has to get a good feel for things, and he has to settle in. The moment he settles in, because the kid's confidence is so high, he has uber confidence, the kid will take off. And um, obviously I think the pandemic slowed some of that down, but I love the fact that we got a season to get all the young guys used to playing, and then they get to bounce back the next year. And I, I think Chad's going to be a really good player. Another young man that I think is going to be a really good player, Elijah Badger from Sacramento, is academically ineligible this season, but he is able to practice with the team this year, and we're anxious to see him play, Prentice. He was rated by one service as the number two athlete uh, in the uh, recruiting uh, wars last year, the number two athlete in the country. Yeah, he's unbelievable. I, I actually met Elijah when I was at Oregon, and he came to a camp that day, and he actually played all defensive that day. And, I mean, he got the guys like Johnny Wilson and, you know, guys that Oregon actually signed, and the kid looked unbelievable. He, he's he's a great athlete. He tracks the ball very, very well. I think he's a little raw with the wide receiver stuff, but I think he's going to be unbelievable. To be honest with you, I tell everybody, I think the kid could be just like Ayuk. I just think the kid needs to work at it. And I think he's going to be unbelievable. And um, it sucks that he's academically ineligible. But like I said, the good thing is it's a COVID year anyway. We get the year back. And I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to Elijah, you know, playing, playing for the Sun Devils in the near future. 
And we're looking forward to seeing your receiver group. As we said, uh, maybe short on experience, but as you said at the beginning, Prentice, uber talented, and it's just going to be fun to watch these kids develop as their careers unfold here at Arizona State, don't you think? No doubt, no doubt. Uber talented and very confident, and I think that that's the thing that we need to bring to the room. We need to bring a sense of confidence and a, and a sense of entitlement as far as we're, we're going to be the group that's going to be talked about in this conference for a really long time, and I think we've got a really good foundation. Well, Prentice, we appreciate you spending some time with us on this Thursday night. Uh, stay healthy, my friend, and we'll see you out of practice and uh, looking forward to the start of this season. Appreciate that. Thanks, Tim. Prentice Gill, Sun Devil wide receivers coach and assistant recruiting coordinator, kind enough to join us tonight here on the Maroon Monsoon. Hey, fans, uh, purchase one Coors Light 12-pack or larger or one Coors Seltzer 12-pack and any 7.7-ounce bag of Circle K Favorites chips at your local Arizona Circle K and then text HOMEGATE to 313313 with register receipt to enter to win a grand prize Coors Light RV HOMEGATE experience as well as other prizes. Visit your local Circle K to get all the details. Coming up, we're going to visit with Sun Devil wrestling coach Zeke Jones. But first, this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network. You're listening to the Maroon Monsoon. Now back to our host, Tim Healy. Fans, you have to order the Maroon or Gold Devil Deals from Venezia's Pizzeria for a chance to win an awesome prize pack courtesy of Sun Devil Athletics and Coors Light. Visit venezias.com slash devil deals to learn more. Welcome back to the Maroon Monsoon here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm ASU Radio play-by-play voice Tim Healy, and we're glad you joined us this evening. Football, not the only sport about to begin its season at Arizona State. Both the men's and women's basketball programs are set to tip off their respective seasons on November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving. And the Sun Devil Wrestling Program won't be long after that in beginning defense of its 2020 Pac-12 Championship, the program's third in the last four years. And joining us tonight to preview his Sun Devil squad is a gentleman about to begin his seventh season as the head wrestling coach at his alma mater a three-time All-American and Pac-10 champion wrestler at Arizona State, as well as a member of the Sun Devils 1988 NCAA championship team and an Olympic silver medalist for the United States. He is also a three-time Pac-12 coach of the year, including this past season. Always happy to have ASU wrestling coach Zeke Jones joining us on the show. Good to see you, Zeke. First of all, as I ask everybody, how have you and your family managed health-wise dealing with this pandemic? Yeah, thanks, Tim. Uh, I'll tell you right now, we've gotten healthier. Um, as we had talked about earlier, I had a knee surgery in June, and so that body part's better. Uh, we've been back on the mats with our regional training center, so lost a few COVID pounds, and uh, Jacob, Renee, David, Rebecca, and Jessica are all doing well. We're just cruising along. Good to hear it, Zeke, and uh that new knee is going to treat you well, isn't it? Uh, it's tough to go through when you have it, but, boy, afterwards, uh, it's it's a blessing, isn't it? Yeah, it is, you know, Tim, with your shoulders. I mean, it's uh, it's the best darn joint in my body, and uh, it, it feels great. You know, there's some surgical pain-type stuff, but nothing like the arthritic pain you go through of, uh, you know, 30 years of Russians, Iranians, Iowa, and Oklahoma State pulling on my leg. Uh, I've been able to fix that now. So <laughs> there you go. 
Hey, let's look back, if we could, seven months. Your squad seemed to be on a roll at that time. You ranked sixth in the nation. You had knocked off number one Penn State in a memorable meet here last November. You win your third Pac-12 championship in four years. Five of your wrestlers won individual titles in their respective weight classes. The NCAA championships are on the horizon. And then about three or four days afterward, the coronavirus pandemic hits. It brings collegiate sports to a grinding halt. Reflect back on what your emotions were then and what the succeeding seven months have been like for you and your program. Yeah, it's uh, as we all know, it's been a wild ride for every human on the planet. I know for us, uh, you know, when you're when you're in the most intense weeks of the year, uh, you know, when you have high goals, win a national championship, you, your brain is doing nothing but that. And not only are you, your staff is, your kids, everyone, the university uh, students, everybody's excited. And then all of a sudden, there's nothing. And, you know, I have to say, the first thing was you just take a big, deep breath uh, because the obsession just stops because you know it's not there. You know, you're not going to be competing for a national championship. I felt horrible for the kids. Uh, you know, that recruiting class that were seniors that did not get to go to the NCAA tournament was the number one recruiting class in the, in the nation. It was the class we were counting on. We were, you know, ranked number two in the country after beating Penn State. It was funny. We beat them, and they didn't move us out of them, uh, which made us chuckle. But, uh, you know, and they had lost the dual meet in five years, so uh, understandably. But, you know, that group, uh, you know, five years of commitment, Zahid Shields, Tanner Hall, Anthony, uh, Kramer, um, Maruka, you know, they were all really excited about seeing what they could do at the NCAA tournament. So it was pretty devastating, you know, for us in that moment. Um, it was tough. But now here you are and uh, sports starting uh, bit by bit to resume and get back to, I guess, quasi-normal. What's the timetable for the start of your season now, Zeke, and the start of your preseason workouts? Yeah, so the NCAA wrestling coaches all got together and we did a, a survey. And essentially what we decided on is to start wrestling season January 1st. Uh, we normally start in November. We're, we're March Madness. We're like basketball, start in November and we finish in March. But we're going to shorten the season. Uh, collectively, we agreed to do that. Uh, I think just for safety reasons and, uh, you know, for the obvious things you could think of. Um and I'll throw a butt on it, but we have already started. You know, we've been training uh, through our USA Wrestling's Regional Training Center, the Sunkist RTC. So a lot of our guys have already been getting ready and, and just competed in the U.S. National Championships this last weekend. So we did have our first competition since COVID hit. Uh, we've got two big events coming up in November. Um, you know, we can talk about when you're ready, but, um, you know, I, we're excited about January hitting and, and an NCAA tournament around the corner. And uh, like anything, we're going to do it safely. We're going to do it carefully. And we actually have a plan in place. And uh, maybe just finish by saying, you know, what's the opposite of social distancing? It's called wrestling. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> at first that shocks your brain, but then after you think about it, uh, you know, and I can, without going into it too long, we're actually, you know, the only risk is the only person, the other person you wrestle. 
You know, we're not on a field with 22 players. We're not on a basketball court with 10 players. It's me and you. And and certainly we're going to make contact, um, but we're not going to make contact with 15, 20, 25, 30 other people, just one. So there's uh, great safety protocols in place, but we're excited about the season starting. I was going to ask you, it sounds like you're pretty confident in the protocols that the Pac-12 has put together uh, testing-wise and so forth to try to keep their student-athletes, coaches, and staff uh, safe during this pandemic. Yeah, we are. Well, first off, you know, it starts at home. And uh, the Mayo Clinic has been gracious enough to sponsor our Olympic athletes that are post-college. And then Ken Lamphere, Gene Boyd, and obviously under the direction of Ray Anderson, They've built a tremendous testing protocol for us. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm nervous. I get nervous, you know, for my own safety, my wife, my children's safety. However, what they're doing now, I mean, it's for, for you to get it or to pass it along uh, would be very difficult because we're so proactive in the testing and making sure that, you know, before you even enter the facility that you know you're okay. Do you have any concerns? To what extent will you be scheduling non-conference opponents and wondering about the testing protocols in the conferences that, of the teams that you will schedule? Yeah. Um, so right now it looks like what we're going to do is we're going to schedule our Pac-12 competition as, as usual. Uh, we're also looking to compete. Uh, we'll have Missouri coming to us or a top 5-10 team in the country. Um, you know, Lehigh's been a top five, 10 team in the country. They're all coming uh, to here to compete as well as we're going to go on the road. So uh, our schedule, we're essentially what we're doing is taking a whole schedule and we're cutting off the front end of it and everything else is pretty much going to stay the same. So that's, a, you know, the first 10, 15 matches of the season that we normally get, we won't get, but the whole country's in that same situation as it relates to college wrestling. So uh, that's how we're going to do it. As you mentioned, Zeke, some of your wrestlers have already been in competition. In fact, there were 10 past and present Sun Devils who competed last week at the Senior Nationals up at Coralville, Coralville Iowa, just outside of Iowa City. And several of your wrestlers uh, did themselves proud, didn't they, Zeke? Yeah, I tell you, we, you know, it gave us, first off, it lets you know kind of where you are as it relates to the field. And there's no doubt we were in the upper group of preparation, which was good because you really don't know who can do what in these days right now. Uh, but, you know, we've been afforded the opportunity to, to train and be able to train at a really good level. Uh, that's kind of number one. Number two is uh, the guys that we took performed well. You know, the senior nationals is the NFL. It's the NBA. It's that level. It's the elite athletes. And we had – and I'll make sure I don't miss my count, four wrestlers in the, in the semifinals, and, um, or four in the finals, five in the semis, four in the finals, and Anthony, uh, Anthony Valencia was a finalist, Chad Porter was a finalist, but a freshman won the national championship. So you essentially had a freshman win the NFL-level competition Colton Schultz, and he was just fantastic. He won a second national championship and still only a freshman. He's going to be a Sun Devil. We'll all be watching. Uh, but I, I really think, uh, you know, we competed well. Tanner Hall, who just recently graduated, was also in the finals of the U.S. National Tournament. And so, you know, we're, we're showing not only are our college wrestlers doing well, but our post-college wrestlers are also, uh, you know, aspiring to make World Olympic teams. They're doing fantastic as well. 
Sun Devil Wrestling Coach Zeke Jones, our guest here tonight on the Maroon Monsoon. Tonight's broadcast brought to you in part by Lyft. Thank you, Lyft, for being a proud Sun Devil Athletics partner. Still more to come with Zeke. Up next, we'll have Coach preview his 2020-2021 Sun Devil Wrestling team. And I guarantee you that name Colton Schultz will be prominent in that preview as the Devils look to defend their Pac-12 championship. But first, let's take a break here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. You're listening to the Maroon Monsoon. Now back to our host, Tim Healy. Hey, Sun Devil fans, here's a reminder. You can keep up with our radio play-by-play team on Twitter and Instagram by following at SunDevilPBP. I'm Tim Healy, thanking you for joining us on tonight's edition of the Maroon Monsoon as we continue our conversation with Sun Devil wrestling coach Zeke Jones, whose team will be seeking its fourth Pac-12 championship in the last five years when the season starts. And as you heard Zeke said, it'll probably start around New Year's Day 2021. And Zeke, you're going to return a talented group of wrestlers from last year. But before we get to those fellas, I wanted to get a further scouting report on the man you touched on last segment, your freshman heavyweight, Colton Schultz, who, uh, as we talked about, won the Greco-Roman 130 kg division at the Senior Nationals in Iowa last week. Uh, Coming out of Ponderosa High School in Parker, Colorado, he was considered to be the top wrestling recruit in the nation, described, in fact, by one Colorado writer as a -a once-in-a-generation type wrestler. What can we expect from Colton this year when he hits the uh, hits the mat wearing the maroon and gold. Yeah, you know you're going to see a, a a heavyweight that is really dynamic. He uh, he moves really well. Uh, he's very humble. Uh, he's Ivy League test scores, really bright kid. But he's going to pin a lot of people. He's going to pin a lot of people because uh, he can throw. He's a Greco-Roman wrestler, right? And so Greco-Roman's upper body. And uh, he has a very uh, large skill set of ways to throw big, giant men to their back. And uh, he's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to score a lot of points for us. And, he's, and maybe the last thing is his hair is about this big. And so when you see him, he's got a big, giant head of hair, a big afro on his head. And um, he's just a really fun-loving kid that smiles. Uh, he really keeps it all in perspective for as good as he is. 285 pounds is Colton Schultz, and he is going to be a fan favorite for the next few years. You returned three wrestlers, Zeke, who won Pac-12 championships in their weight classes last March, including 197-pounder Cordell Norfleet, who was the 14th all-time Sun Devil and the fourth in a row to be named the most outstanding wrestler at the Pac-12 championships. Uh, Your expectations for him this year? No, I think it's like any of the guys on the team. I mean, a national championship, and and it's realistic. It's not talk. I mean, he's you know he'll start the preseason ranked top five, six, seven, eight in the country. So it gives you a perspective of what other people think of him. However, uh, we know he has world class ability. Um, you know, he's he's wrestling at such a high level uh, right now, and I think you know for most of the kids, including him, is. You know, there's no doubt we get in there prepared, he'll be in position to win a national title. Sophomore Ja'Cory Teamer, who, like Cordell, was a second-team All-American last year after he won the 157-pound championship in the Pac-12s. And is he a national champion candidate this year? Absolutely. Similar to Cordell, he'll start in that 5-8 to eight preseason ranking 
you know, comes with a, a full arsenal of wrestling skills. He's, you know, he's got a fastball, but boy, he can throw about five different kinds of curveballs at you. Uh, you know, he's comes out of New York is only one of two people to ever win five high school state championships. Uh, he won a high school state title as an eighth grader. I mean, it's, you know, he's been winning at, at a high level for such a long time and, uh, he's extremely talented. I think just getting him into shape is the biggest thing and getting his weight down. Uh, he, you know, he does that and, you know, he'll compete for a national championship for sure. And then there's senior Anthony Valencia, who was a first team All-American and last March became the 18th Sun Devil all-time to win three Pac-12 championships when he took home the prize at 174 pounds. Yeah, and he's, uh, there's only been three wrestlers in Arizona State history to win four Pac-12 titles, and, you know, he's can be our fourth. And then, as we all know with these new rules, could be the first five-time Pac-12 champion, you know, with this new year. So, um, you know, Anthony, you know, comes with, obviously needs no introduction in the wrestling world, being a Valencia and, uh, you know, he aspires to the same thing. will be a top five rank in the country, uh, you know, national championship or bust, so to speak, and brings a tremendous amount of leadership, 4.0, graduated with his master's degree already uh, with two years of eligibility and already has a master's degree. So uh, we're really proud of what Anthony's doing on and off the map. But I, I know Anthony, uh, you know, he's got his eye on this national title. You had a couple of other wrestlers, uh, Trey Munoz, 174-pounder, uh, and 197-pounder Chad Porter, that both had good showings up in Iowa last week, didn't they, Zeke? Yeah, they sure did. You know, Chad's one of our own. He's a Phoenix native, uh, Desert Vista High School, and uh, making the semifinals in the Greco-Roman division, you know, shows that he's going to be in position to make an Olympic team. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Trey Munoz comes from California, and again, like, uh, you always get excited about the freshmen, right? Because you're just not sure, but you know they're really good out of high school. And this guy, he was a late bloomer in high school. His dad was an NCAA champion for Oklahoma State. Mom played uh, college softball as well for Oklahoma State. So it's in the genes. A tremendous, strong Christian family. Uh, I'm telling you, Trey is going to be in the mix. And never wrestled Greco. And wrestled it in six years. Had not wrestled a Greco tournament in six years. Went to the NFL of, of the Greco tournaments, as I keep saying, and made the semifinals. I mean, as a freshman. So we're really expecting big things from Trey and just, just another great human being, academic scholarship kid. We just love him. You've recruited magnificently since you've been the head coach here, and uh, I know you have a talented recruiting class coming in. Who are some newcomers that uh, fans should keep an eye and ear out for this year, Zeke? Yeah, Tim. It's a, so this class that redshirted last year was the number two ranked recruiting class overall in the nation. Of course, I'm biased and thought it was number one, but it's just a number, right? Uh, tremendous talent, not only Munoz and Colton Schultz that you know about, but we have a two-time California, uh, two-time California state champ, high school national champion, Cleveland Belton coming into the room. Uh, you also have Nick Ramo. Nick is, uh, projects at 133, a four-time cadet national, 17 and under national champion, two-time New Jersey state champion who, has had a tremendous career prior to coming here. We're excited about him. And that's just to name a few. There's also a few others that are going to be knocking on the door of the starting lineup. And, um, you know, all five of those that we're talking about all have national championship ability and all can be around for six years. 
not just five. Wow. So this is a freebie year, and we keep talking about it. Uh, it's a freebie in terms everybody gets a do another year. It's like it doesn't count in terms of your eligibility, but, man, it counts in the record books and titles and championships, and we're talking about it now. We're talking about that team being together now for six years and what they can do as a number two recruiting class together for six years. It can be special. And it also counts for the experience uh, that they will gain uh, in the process, of course, everyone getting the extra year because of uh, the coronavirus. Now, we mentioned Anthony Valencia a few moments ago. Of course, his brother, Zahid Valencia, will go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, wrestlers in Arizona State history. Zahid finished 121-3 and in his career the ninth most wins in Sun Devil history. He was a two-time NCAA champion at 174 pounds. Unfortunately, his career came to a premature end last February when he was suspended after failing a drug test at an international meet in Italy a month prior. But Zeke, some encouraging news this week. Zahid's suspension will end next month, at which time he'll return to the mat and boy, what a return it will be. He's going to take on 2012 Olympic champion and four-time world champion Jordan Burroughs in a flow wrestling match. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, when you get a Sun Devil, you know, and you read off Zahid's accomplishments, but I kind of look at it as we get a shot at Muhammad Ali, we get a shot at LeBron James, we get a shot at Michael Jordan. You're getting a shot at... You know, arguably, arguably the number one wrestler in the history of American wrestling, Jordan Burroughs. Uh, had the pleasure of coaching him on the Olympic team prior to coming to Arizona State. So both of the wrestlers I coached, um, you know, prior to this match. But obviously, you know whose corner I'm in. Uh, very excited about Zahid having this opportunity. Uh, you know, he, one thing Zahid hasn't done is hid from what he's done. Uh, he's been a man that stood up and said, you know what, made a mistake. Uh, I, you know, I admit it. And I also know that uh, it's not who I am. Uh, it was a moment in time where, you know, we're all human and he's ready to move on. He's excited. And, um, you know, he has to live his every day, his life now every day, showing people the true uh, Zahid Valencia. And, uh, you know, in a snapshot, you know, one day we can be one person. But, you know, looking at the moving picture, the rolling picture of Zahid Valencia, he's been a fantastic Sun Devil. And uh, I know he's excited about wrestling the champ. He's wrestling the best wrestler, perhaps, in American history. And uh, it's going to all go down uh, November 13th. And um, it's exciting. It's going to be one to watch and some good news for Zahid on the personal front. I understand he's engaged to be married to current Sun Devil softball player Kendra Hackbarth, right? Yeah, yeah, excited. Kendra's a, obviously an outstanding softball player, a tremendous woman. And, you know, it's a, it's the first couple of Sun Devil uh, athletics and, you know, they're just tremendous people. And we're so excited for them and their families. Uh, and, uh, you know, certainly we're excited about watching someday the children they have and, uh, of course, love watching them be in some doubles in whatever sport they play. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting time for them. We're happy. Well, it's an exciting time now to have wrestling to talk about and uh, wrestling to watch coming up soon. Always great to visit with you, Zeke. Uh, all the best to you and the Sun Devil Wrestling Squad this coming year. Yeah, thanks, Tim, and thanks to everybody out there. Appreciate you guys. Our thanks to Arizona State Wrestling Coach Zeke Jones for joining us tonight on the Maroon Monsoon. That'll do it for tonight's show. Thanks to our terrific Sun Devil Radio Network engineer, Sean Crespin, for being our technical guru. 
Thanks as well to Cody Fincher, our in-studio coordinator. A big thank you to Tim Cassidy and Nate Wainwright from Sun Devil Football for their help. And a shout out as well to Liesl Babica from ASU Media Relations for her assistance. We'll be back next Thursday night at 7. We hope you will too. Till then, I'm Tim Healy saying so long, everybody. That was the Maroon Monsoon, brought to you by Gila River Hotels and Casinos. Gila River bleeds maroon and gold and is Arizona's official sports headquarters. This Sun Devil Athletics program is an exclusive presentation of the Sun Devil Radio Network, presented by MidFirst Bank.